Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Hello to all you beautiful wine lovers. This episode is the last one of 2021. So may I just say thank you to all of you for putting up with me and listening to me. It is an absolute pleasure chatting away down my microphone every week and meeting wonderful people and talking to them about their wine life, their wine experiences and and their knowledge and then sharing it with you guys. So thanks for being part of the journey. Now, as you may have realized, if it's the last episode, that means there's no more in December. I am currently taking a little bit of sun, sorry everyone, in Mexico. So I've decided it's Christmas time, it's time to relax and I need to switch off for two weeks, just two weeks. So I will be releasing the next episode on the 10th of January. So fear not, there's enough episodes to keep you busy. Go back to some of the old ones. (laughs) And for now, today's episode is part two, talking about Polish wine. So we're going to talk about some red wine, the different styles of wine coming out of Poland and the future for them making quality premium wines. Now, although this is not really a Christmas style episode, I mean, last year I did chocolate with wine. So if you haven't listened to that one, get on that because, you know, let's be honest, we're going to be doing a lot of wine drinking and chocolate eating. But Christmas as well, when you're with your families, is to maybe try something new with them, have a story to talk about. So don't just lean towards a typical Sancerre or a Amarone. Perhaps get on it and get yourself a Polish wine and surprise everybody. Right, get your Santa hats on, heat up some mulled wine, put those slippers on, light the fire. I mean, how many people have fires? Anyway, let's go to Adam for part two. And don't forget to go to the show notes where you can download the transcript because with some of these Polish words, you may need it. So... I want to talk about red grape varieties of Poland. Okay, tell me, what are the main red grape varieties that we can find in Poland? So, mostly Pinot Noir. Okay, Pinot Noir. Ah. Pinot Noir, and uh, also I feel like the Cabernet Cortis. Okay. Very, very well recently. Okay, so they are the two varieties that perhaps people should pay attention to. Yes, because, I mean... Well, as I said, like, you know, 20 years ago, there were people that were, were planting these this grape varieties only because they were, like, fungus resistant. So, mm-hmm. Rondo and Regent, most. Yeah, is it, are they still growing, Rondo and Regent? Well, you know, I personally I find these grape varieties absolutely disgusting. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> I feel like they were just, like, planting these vines because, oh, yeah, it's, it's fungus resistant. But then they didn't even think about how the wine going to taste. Mm-hmm. So um, I tested literally just two free wines, which were like very good from Rondo Regen, and all, all the rest they were like very like 
bitterty and um, yeah well it yeah. is very intense aren't they i mean rondo does have very as, vegetal i don't know if it's the father or the mother but it is saint laurent so an austrian grape variety that then is kind of crossed with a another vetus plant uh, i don't know what it's it's crossed with but rondo seems to be doing all right actually in england because you get that really oh, very okay. dark yeah very dark well keep in mind in england we are doing fantastic mm-hmm. for white wines and sparkling wines and the reds and sparkling oh, sparkling amazing exactly so the reds leave a little to be desired but rondo is seems to be doing quite well because of course it's very dark skinned and it can be quite concentrated so i think that if done well i mean i guess it's a different it's still a different climate and people are investigating in it but there seems to be a few examples going around of rondo that's doing all right in the uk but um yeah region i think we i think we also grow some region here as well but i haven't tasted anything by itself so no i don't think so no right well you mentioned cabernet cortis there is i have a bottle of la opera winery and the wine is triada and the vintage is 2019 and this is cabernet cantor Cabernet Cortis and then Baron grape variety. So again, we are talking peewee, yeah. peewee varieties, yeah. fungal yeah. resistant varieties. So I'm going to give this a little go. Can you, whilst I'm having a little try, can you tell me about La Opera Winery? Yes. So basically this is a project made by a couple. So lady, um, you know, she went to study to, I think Milano and she was uh, doing art and uh, art history and mm-hmm. she met the gentleman who was a winemaker in the Trentinato Adige and uh, yeah that's how they came up with the, with the uh, idea of doing uh, YC Poland and where they actually based now as Gurat Szczebnickie is like as a premier cruise so actually when you see uh, the label uh, it just shows you five lines which are regarding the music five lines okay yeah a little wiggly yeah their logo yes but it's also the landscape of the, okay. Of this, yeah, so. Is this potentially the most hilly, steep areas of Poland where vines are planted? You know, there are so little wineries that uh, provide this kind of information that uh, hard to say. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> but if you think like about the Cote d'Or in Burgundy, that's mm-hmm. the kind of exposure ah. that you get. Like as I say, like you know. Did this middle hill premier cross? Do you know this is a really interesting wine? I, I think it's worth pointing out as well that the cabinet cabinet cortis definitely comes from the cabinet sauvignon family. So it's a yeah, it's a crossing. It's funny enough, M- mersling never. I've never tasted a Mersling. I know very little about Mersling, but it's crossed with Mersling, and then Mersling itself is crossed with a few other grape varieties. Zaria Severa and Muscato Tonel. So oh, basically, there this you is go. Cross of Cabernet Sauvignon and Solaris. Ah, so, and Solaris. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize that. Okay, Cabernet Sauvignon and Solaris. Yeah. Oh, every day is a school day. <laughs> That's so brilliant. So again. Exactly or Cabernet Cantor, yes. I believe is then, it's the Mersling mixed with the Mascotet, Ottenel, and, and mm, well, it's another grape variety, so it's probably slightly different, but very similar, and then it's mixed with Siebel. Siebel, and then a number. One of the Siebel families, which has a million different numbers, but yes, it's a hybrid, yes, right? Yes. So, so these are the grape varieties which you basically don't see as a, as a single uh, varietal wine, just, just, just for breeding. 
Mm. And then Baron as well, which is the other great variety in this one, is a Cabernet Sauvignon with Brona. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Brona. And Brona itself was a crossing. I I mean, I hope, is everybody writing this down? Brona is a crossing, (laughs) again, of Mersling with another, you know, hybrid another vetus uh, variety so mersling is is obviously really got involved in this whole team and then obviously kind of having some fun with cabernet so this nose is it's got quite a sweet nose yes it's, it's just surprisingly ripe as as the wine from poland Absolutely. and for me personally it's it's just this kind of wine which makes me happy yeah. um, yes. is, this, is it a sunshine it's, it's wine a bit like Yes, yes, you know, it just makes you smile. It's a bit like Malbec, I would say, um, oh, with okay, dark yes. roots, you know, okay. black cherries, black plums, cassis. Yes. But uh, also, um, they age this wine for six months in the, in the, in the oak barrel, mm. which are only lightly toasted. So that's why you get a lot of this influence from oak, like, you know, this kind of vanilla and chocolate character. For me, it's like very chocolatey, like, you know, like very. you would think they, they aged it in the Cadbury vats, you know. <laughs> it's very mocha-like for me. So yeah. it's like, um, it's got this coffee edge. It's got that beautiful, like, I think you say Cadbury's. It tastes like a chocolate flake. Yeah, is that yeah. made? Is that made by Cadbury's? It probably is. Who knows? Yes, yes. It's got that. Maybe they have some uh, shares. <laughs> so literally just put it in the wine. No, everyone listening, they did not do that. They did not do that. It's come from the. But <laughs> absolutely. But at the same time, it's got a slight herbal nature to it. So a bit of that capsicum a bit of green pepper in there so lots of concentrated ripe dark fruits loads of chocolate loads of coffee loads of vanilla and then just something a little bit fresh at the same time and mm. also this kind of dark violet um so yeah for me it's like yeah very complex layered wine with uh, great concentration alcohol only 13 percent and texturized you know tannins the day but very juicy fine grain, dusty, yeah. and uh, again, that's what you need for food. I mean, I like the fact that the tannins aren't too grippy. I'd say it's more kind of medium, medium plus body. Maybe I need to revisit that again in a second. Um, but really good fruits and quite vibrant. Again, it's a dry wine, but wouldn't surprise me if there's a tiny touch of extra uh, residual sugar in there. This would be good for me, like with some pork and then like a cherry sauce or something. Again, I'm trying to think towards the Polish side. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know, bigos? You yeah. know bigos? Oh, well, yes, bigos, <laughs> which, yes, so like the onions with like, is it pancetta or is it a ha- what, What's the meat? It's a yes, pork. La, la, the lardons. Uh, yes. Well, in original recipe, there is this uh, venison, like oh, a deer. Okay. With some juniper berries, sauerkraut. Oh, well, in a traditional recipe, with as you said, so not the standard bigos you can get, but I think if you said like with a venison, so something a little bit more grippy and meaty, something a bit earthy to go with that kind of more yeah. veg- vegetal side of this wine. And then you said the juniper berries, because I feel like because of the concentration, it'd be great with some, some berry sauce, cherry sauce, or just something to, to kind of coordinate the two together. Mm. Anything else? Any other Polish? Because I'm loving this and hopefully we can get people. Because Polish food, by the way, everybody, is amazing. I'm just wondering if you have any other suggestions other than Bigos. If like you mentioned pork. Um, yes. You know Karkówka? So it's uh, like, no, uh, Karkówka. Karkówka, it's like pork neck. 
Okay. I mean, it's usually like heavily seasoned with uh, a lot of herbs like uh, rosemary. Oh, okay. Uh, or thyme, and then it's always barbecued, so that's very toasty and smoky. Yeah. Rich uh, with all this fat from the pork neck as well. So. Mm. And my saliva is just like. <laughs> <laughs> I just really love the concentration of this wine. I think they've done really well extracting all of that fruit flavour. And, you know, mid-palate still goes really, really strong and some, some good length on it. Mm. Mm. For everybody, this is not the cheapest, but I didn't expect it to be. So this is on your centralwines.co.uk website, £27.50. But, I mean, I can't comment on red wines coming out of Poland because this is my first Polish red wine but this has concentration richness of fruit what about Pinot Noir though coming out of Poland then is the Pinot Noir growing down in the southwest typically yes yes so I've got this Pinot Noir from Adoria winery okay and it's like one of the oldest wineries in Poland established by the gent from California Okay. Like 20, 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you think about like these old vines for, for Poland now, like, you know, 20 years old Pinot Noir vines, they're like ancestor vines in Barossa. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, non-existent. Mm-hmm. And the Pinot Noir from, from Adoria, from 2018, which was like, you know, very, very warm and ripe. It's just absolutely amazing. It's actually got the, the highest score from all Polish wines on the counter. Uh, ah, like nut, nut one and silver, and it's very juicy. A lot of red fruits, nice strawberries, raspberries, cherries with mm-hmm. uh, red roses, petals, and violets. A lot of sweet baking spices, a little bit of smoke, and you know, it just like ticks all the boxes. And I think it's like the cheapest thread that I've got. Oh, is it? How much would that cost? Well, uh, less than 20 quid. Yeah, the cheapest red, less than 20. <laughs> no, but of course, these... These are not like, you know, supermarket wines. No. And I'll just tell you right now. Well, actually, this Pinot is £17.40. So, okay, you know, perfect. if you're looking for Pinot Noir, it's just a great variety, which is difficult to grow. No, of course, it um, splits in your hand often when you pick it and it mutates and it gets mouldy. Exactly. And if, if you look for, you know, Burgundy or even like New World, like New Zealand mm-hmm. or uh, California, they start with 20, 30 quid, like entry level. So, yeah. and here, here you have, you know, just, just, just amazing juice. And I think it's fair to say that Polish wine can compete with European quality. It really can. It can't compete with quantity, but it's not going to. And that's <laughs> why, <laughs> that's why you're not no. going to find a five, 10 pound bottle of Polish wine on our shop shelves, right? Well, that, that's the thing that, you know, the, the production of Polish wine is, is just so new and it's just all such a small project run by families that I, I just compare like producing wines from Poland to producing wine on the moon. <laughs> oh, really? You, you can't buy grapes. You cannot sell grapes. You can't go to cooperative to, oh, can you produce this wine in bulk? Or if you don't have any machine that is needed for wine production or tank or whatever, you, you can't make the wine. So, you know, you just need to do everything from A to Z by yourself. And, and vintage variation, is, it can be, it can be uh, a massive from what I've not already noticed. So it's like, you know, you need to be very careful with what you get. And yeah. Me personally, I always just want the best. So. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well there's no point in getting the cheapest because people if they're going to experience Poland they might as well taste the best that's going to come out of Poland right exactly so has there been 
a lot of investment coming into Poland, you know, have there been flying winemakers? From outside. Well, from outside or have a lot no. of the winemakers... No, is it still quite no. closed? No, because the thing is that, you know, a lot of master wine, master sommelier, they don't even know that wine is produced in Poland. You, you can't read about it in any book. It's just so new, so unique that it's very exciting that it's just starting and I can be the one that is just, just spreading this love for Polish wines and promoting them because, as I say, they're just surprisingly good. Okay, so as you are the one promoting Polish wines, what styles are coming out? We obviously, we have talked about the white wines and the red wines. We talked about the grape varieties. Obviously, you can get a lighter Pinot Noir, but otherwise, the more peewee reds, they're a little bit rounder and fruitier and fuller. The whites are a little bit more aromatic as such. Are there sparkling wines? Is there orange wines? Is there pet nats? Are there sweet wines? So yes, they produce like different wineries. They, they produce wines uh, in different styles. And there are also some rosé wines, some dessert wines. One of them, like from Koider Winery, the, the Solaris, is literally the best dessert wine I've tasted in the last two, three years. Because it's just so Ooh. concentrated. It's, yes, it's, it's already like towards the Trockenberenauschleser. Okay, and do you have that? Yes, and Ooh. it's actually one of the, the, the most uh, popular ones. And, you know, if, if people taste it like side by side with the, with the Tokai from uh, Chateau de Rechla 2016, which got gold on the counter, they're like, mm-hmm. man, like this, this Polish wine is just so way better. <laughs> like, they, they just can't believe that uh, the wine is, is from Poland. Does the... So Solaris, just for anybody to know, I mean, it actually it has a lot of high must weight. So it really is suitable for sweet wines. It's a great variety to make as a sweet wine. Is this one made with any noble rot, the botrytized grapes? Yes, or, yes, or yes. Not? So the, ah. this one is like heavily botrytized, like around 80% of the botrytized grapes. So Ooh, very, very like, marmalade, a lot of dried peaches, dried apricots. And for me, when I tell people about the flavor of the mangolassi in this wine, they're like, man, like it's just mangolassi and uh, it, it just doesn't go away. Oh, wow. So, okay. Um, maybe for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. okay so they've got that and sparkling yes yes so it's again very new and the adoria which i mentioned about before the, about the pinot noir they also mm-hmm. do the, the the sparkling wine which is a blonde and blonde so 100 chardonnay uh, they don't do any dosage for this one and it just wins all awards like for every single competition like best polish sparkling wine also on, okay. on, the, on the counter high notes like better than like 50 other champagnes including Perrier Jouet. Really? Yes, yes. And you know, and you, and you get it for a fraction of the price. So it's just amazing. Like I, I remember when I was uh, be, be, just before tasting this wine, I was like, oh my God, I just hope it's good. I just hope it's good because that would be good to, you know, <laughs> diversify the, the portfolio and have some nice sparkling. And you know, when, when we when we opened the bottle with my partner, we were like, damn, it's so good. Again, su- surprisingly good that I'm happy to, to have it here. Uh, in UK as well. And I'm presuming the fact that you said it's beat many of the champagnes, that this is made in the traditional method as they do in champagne. It is traditional method, yes. And it's it's amazing value for my 25 quid on, on, on the website. So, you know, if, if you go for, you know, any of these LVMH champagnes, they're just way <laughs> more pricey and way much worse. So, um, so basically, come to your site and get, get some good value. Yes, yes. Is there anything 
quirky going on in Poland at the moment. So like I mentioned, orange uh, pet nats or orange wines orange or wine. amphora wines or anything like that. A bit of orange. Yes, orange wines. So I was very skeptic about orange wines because all the wines I've mm. tasted, you know, they're like natural or funky or very tannic and creepy. And so it just made me like, Avoiding the, the the orange wines, yeah. But a couple of them that I've got now from Silesian winery, uh, Rote Riesling. So okay. uh, that's yes, that the uh, pink skinned uh, Riesling, and mm-hmm. it's just the it's just type of orange wine which made me like I just want to drink orange wines nowadays. It's just so good, like it's like a tea, but with this kind of peaches and apricots and sweet spices yeah. and a bit of the herbs and a bit of the flowers, and it's just mm-hmm. so juicy, so supple, like unbelievable. Uh, and again, okay. wins every single competition about it at orange wines. So you're convincing me. Do you <laughs> think that Polish wine, though, because it's still in its infancy, let's be honest, there's still probably a lot of learning to do and a lot of development. Are they sticking with conventional style of wines, or is there any any outliners that are playing around with trying to make natural wines and being a bit different? So you know, I I feel like everyone now is doing what they do the best but they also like experimenting a lot so you know they have like small vats and you know they're a bit more less aging a bit more skin contact or a bit more oak aging but these are the really tiny quantities that you know they just don't even release but it's it's for them to to study because it's not like winemaker coins from all over the world to do the wine in poland it's just families that they read about it. They, they eventually did some analogy study in Poland, but it's so new that, that there's a lot of uh, room for for experiment. Um, okay. Again, we just need to watch out and see what happens in the next five, ten years, right? Yes. As I said, you know, in, in the last five years, so many wineries that they can't even produce the wine yet. So we'll see what they will come up with. <laughs> Why can't they produce the wine yet? Simply because they've planted in the ground and they're waiting. No, because the vines. Yes, because the, the vines they too young. No, they're, they're not yeah. ready so they're, they're setting out so there's going to be a whole new wave of winemaking but we've got to wait a few more years for those vines to mature right yes yeah, yeah. what do you think are the biggest hurdles or the biggest problems for polish wine climate so by, by yeah. in terms of production climate but also like perception as we spoke at the beginning like you know or people they just mm-hmm. think like oh poland is for vodka and stuff like this and they're very skeptic about or even trying it but once they do they're like man where can i buy it where can i buy it so yeah well as an example i'm just picking up the wine that we drank on the episode before which is the celestian cuvee and i'm looking at the label and it is entirely in polish there is nothing on there that i can understand and I can't see the grape varieties. I can't even, they might be there. I'm trying to search for the varieties. They're not there, you know, and I don't even see the region, to be honest, because should I, this is in Lower Silesia. Yeah. What's the sub-region that they're in? Oh, there are, there are no sub-regions. Who, who, well, they're, okay, so as an example, I mm-hmm. can't see where, there's an address it says Bagian Niet. Yeah. Twen- yeah. That's not, my pronunciation yeah, was quite good. Yeah, good 20. Yeah. Fif- 58 to 140. Javorcina. Slanska. Whatever. Anyway, that presumably, because it says afterwards, is Polska. So it's Poland. So that must be their address. But, you know, I don't see anywhere that, that for me, a region. 
right? So it's as a consumer, you've just told us, okay, the Celestian region is actually really, really good. That I think is is a potential hurdle that they need to climb which is it's a bit like greek wine greek wine has has such stunning stunning varieties unique to them they make amazing wines but people oh, and you can't even read the label you can't mm. read the label well here i know from tasting this bottle of cuvee celestian cuvee it was delicious but i can't see what great varieties are i don't know where it came from and so therefore if i saw it on a shelf without somebody telling me i wouldn't want to buy it mm-hmm. Me personally, in the wine industry, knowing what I know about wines, I could not tell anybody what's in this wine. Uh, obviously, I happen to know. And I think that is a potential problem. All right. No, it's just interesting. The red wine that we're having, they've written in English. And it says, from the notes of three selected vines coupled with barrel aging, a new cord is born. And it mm-hmm. says the three great varieties. So quite clearly, L'Opera is a little bit more forward thinking in terms of exporting. Mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. Celestian, you make amazing wines, but come on, get into the 21st mm-hmm. century, people. We need to sell to the rest of the world, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely post a message. But I feel like it's just so new in Poland that it's exactly. not regulated. There's, there are low regulations. There are no delimited regions mm-hmm. officially. And I think that that's the case that, you know, maybe even if they would like to put anything on the label, they can't. Uh, that might be the case. Well, it's the next step, right? And I mean, for anybody, quite clearly you've mentioned many times that they've been in decanter. So the good news is these Polish wineries, they're sending their wines to decanter to be tasted and scored. So that's brilliant. That's one step further to being noticed. You personally are doing amazing things, aren't you? That you are tackling the Michelin star restaurants in the UK, and already there's several Polish wines in Michelin star restaurants, isn't there? Yes, yes, yes. So that that's the plan. Like you know, I feel like these wines they're not for a mass market or uh, you know no. any chain uh, wine shops because the, the the production is just so small. So the the wines they just super food friendly, as I said, like you know, low in alcohol. Very textural, very aromatic. So that's that's what you want. That's what you need. And so mm-hmm. far, you know, there are a few places that uh, are listing these wines, like uh, Raby Hunt uh, near Darlington. So it's Commissioner's Terrace, mm-hmm. Glass House uh, in Kew Gardens, and also the Clove Club uh, in Shoreditch. So ah, and your restaurant, and which restaurant, of course you yes, know, yes. which <laughs> if you if you the Polish sommelier are not listing your own wines, you know you're in you know a lot of trouble. So um, and yours is where your Michelin. Fabulous. This is amazing. So people, everybody who's in the UK, you now know just a a few restaurants you could go and taste Polish wine at. And I am sure that Adam is going to be working very hard to put them in a few other Michelin star restaurants. They're certainly unique, different. And I can see certainly from just tasting these two and knowing all about the Turnau winery and loving them. I'm really excited to see this grow. And also being half Polish, obviously, (laughs) I do love a little bit of anything coming out of Poland. So I'm excited about that. Whether you are in England or not, go to centralwines.co.uk because if you want to just know about what wineries are good... (laughs) I think that would be a really good start, right? So people could come to your website. If they're in the UK, they can purchase them. Fabulous. But if you're out of the UK, go to the website, see a whole list of wineries, and then you know if you're ever going to go and visit, 
these ones would be good ones to visit or you can investigate them a little bit further, right? I think that seems like a, a good start. Yes, definitely. And thank you, thank you for organizing it. Yanina. Uh, exactly, <laughs> of course. It's, well, if you're going to call me Yanina, which is the correct way, I should be calling you probably Adam. Adam, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying Adam, sorry. I'm, oh, terrible way to pronounce your name. Adam. There we go. Far more exotic. Right, well, Adam, thank you so much. Dziękuję bardzo. Dziękuję. That's basically all I've got. So until the next time when we taste some sweet wine, perhaps, that's Solaris. Yeah, that sounds delicious. maybe, you know, some um, orange and, and, and sweet. So you will see yeah, what there what we I go. Mean. Looking forward to it. So thank you so much. Nice. And yeah. until the next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dzięki. Dzięki. Do widzenia. Bye-bye. <laughs> So that's it for 2021. May I wish you, no matter where you are in this world, a Christmas filled with love, with laughter, and of course, exquisite tastings. I will leave you with your last quote of the year. Now this one is from Napoleon and he said, clearly the pleasures wines afford are transitory. But so are those of the ballet or of a musical performance. Wine is inspiring and adds greatly to the joy of living. Doesn't it just? So live the last few days of 2021 in style. Now, don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast and share the podcast if you haven't already. And please leave me the most amazing Christmas gift if you can. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me a comment. It absolutely makes the podcast more discoverable. So I raise my glass to you. May we all be united together and I'll see you again next year for another episode of Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat. Cheers to you.